Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And folks, please make sure to check out the 2023 NFL BetQL betting preview. It's the must-have tool for the 2023-24 season. Unlock a world of sportsbook offers that will have you playing smarter, not harder, with more than 10,000 in-depth game-by-game simulations at your fingertips. You will be equipped with unparalleled insights to make informed bets. Whether you're a seasoned better or just getting started, this guide is your ticket to maximizing success in the world of NFL betting. Do not miss out. Grab your copy now when you sign up for a premium subscription and get ready to conquer the odds. All right, Aaron, we have some other overreactions that we will get to in just a bit. But first, let's analyze the quarterback situation in San Francisco. What is the old saying, Aaron? If you have two quarterbacks, you really have none. Well, what if there are three quarterbacks? Does that mean you also have none? Because (laughs) looking at how Trey Lance performed in his first preseason game of the year, uh, yeah, there there were some concerns there. Uh, He went three and out on his first three drives with a backup offensive line, granted. Did get better as the game uh, progressed, but still it was an overall shaky performance. And guess what? Sam Darnold didn't seem to impress either. So it looks like Brock Purdy is going to keep the job as starting quarterback. Perhaps it means you have negative one when you have three. It just keeps getting worse and worse. Raiders, let's overreact. 34 to 7? Love it. Let's go, Las Vegas. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, I would not – I would be concerned for sure. He's coming off, you know, a pretty bad injury. Everyone's waiting to see how he'll look. And it was shaky. How much of the blame should we be putting on Kyle Shanahan for this, I guess I should say, interesting quarterback situation in San Francisco? I mean, perhaps it'll work. He's an offensive genius. I do believe that. But not having a guy is a concern. You know, the most important position on the roster, and there's question marks there. As far as what, all right, let's say absolute worst case scenario, none of the quarterbacks are reliable. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, Trey Lance, yeah, he's number three overall. But no, the draft thing, Mr. Irrelevant, he was picked so late. No, no. He's not No, I know that. I'm just saying if, I'm reacting to you saying if all three of them don't pan out. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, All right. Just just for the sake of argument, let's say, hypothetically, all three don't work out at all. I think there are arguments to be made that it's not really Kyle Shanahan's fault. Brock Purdy, you know, last pick taken in the draft. So how, how what kind of expectations can you really put on him? Trey Lance, he was injured all of, you know, not all of last year, but nearly all of last year. So that's a concern. Sam Darnold, you know, he's a backup, you know, sort of a veteran backup. So, you know, what can you really expect out of him? I look at this and say, this might be more of a front office concern, which is strange because they seem to make fantastic moves everywhere else. It might be more of a John Lynch uh, indictment more than it is a Kyle Shanahan situation. Now, I would say Mm. as far as like Jimmy Garoppolo and – you know, the, you know, the skids that maybe he had uh, during stretches with the 49ers, that may be more Kyle Shanahan. But I think, you know, how many organizations out there in, at the NFL have basically 
not been able to draft a quarterback properly, but make great decisions everywhere else. I think this is a deal where Shanahan still can, you know, retain the moniker of being an offensive genius, but he just has a quarterback problem and you are investing a lot of resources for making this work. uh, But if it isn't, then I don't know how much you can blame Shanahan for that. Hmm. Well, there's a lot to unpack there because first of all, Shanahan is a quarterback guy. So if he can't figure Mm. this out, like who can, because that's supposed to be his bread and butter right there. Exactly. Also, Mm -hmm. I think Shanahan has a lot of say in these types of things, specifically when it comes to the quarterback position. I know he had a lot of say when he was here in Washington and you look at some of his offensive coordinator stops and there were a lot of quarterback issues when I look at his resume. So I do think a lot of blame should be on him. And it feels like yesterday that we were talking about just how great John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan were at making personnel decisions and now i'm not saying it's not gonna work but it feels like it could be bumpy it, it could be or it could work out perfectly that, that that's and we're like, oh, i mean they are geniuses once again it, it does seem right. like they if any two guys can find a way to make this weird situation work i think it's those guys mm-hmm. And and I like your point that if it can't work out with these guys, then maybe nobody can figure out these quarterbacks. And, you know, it's, it's one of those deals where skill sets are different in terms of being a head coach or, or, or being a front office executive, whatever it is. And the evaluation side, picking the right guy, a lot of that can be very random. You can be an absolute mm-hmm. genius in terms of once you have a quarterback, you know how to pick apart a defense. You know how to use a quarterback's strengths to their advantage. Maybe you know how to do those things better than anybody else. But then there's also the evaluation side. Can you pick the guy who you can turn into a superstar? That, to me, is a different skill set. And maybe Shanahan and Lynch and the 49ers in general, maybe they're not as good at that aspect of the job than, say, being able to take a raw quarterback and turn them into something serviceable. So I I look at this and say, you'd like to think with one of these three quarterbacks, it should be able to work out in some way. Certainly the tools are there. You've got some great skill players who you should be able to rely upon. But, you know, you also invested a lot for the Trey Lance experiment to work. And barring a trade, I mean, that's a lot to invest into a quarterback who may not pan out, not to mention then you're going to Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold. And to me, even though we're dealing with a small sample size with Purdy, I think there's an obvious ceiling there where like, he's not going to be an MVP in the National Football League, but there's definitely a, you know, an obvious ceiling as far as how much potential he really has. I was reading that there's concerns that Purdy hasn't quite recovered from his shoulder injury. So that is rough as well. I mean, they went all in for Trey Lance. That doesn't seem like it's working. I do think they probably had something in Brock Purdy and the, you know, injury is unfortunate or maybe it's just as simple as those quarterbacks just don't have enough talent to turn them around into being good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's it's really all puzzling, and it's one of those where I'm not invested. I lean fade the Niners this season, but 
I'm actually really interested to see how this whole situation pans out because hopefully Purdy's arm will get better as time goes on. Still like a month till the season starts. Well, it's amazing that even if you are fading the 49ers, you still think they'll finish second in that division and probably make the playoffs. Maybe they're the the Mm -hmm. seven seed or something like that. But even if you are fading San Francisco and like this and like Seattle to win the NFC West, whatever, it's still something where you don't hate what they've put together. Everywhere else, for the most part, you feel fairly comfortable. You know, edge rusher, they're they're fantastic. Uh, you know, linebacker secondary, they're just fine. And you still have some great skill position players, you know, Christian McCaffrey oh, yeah. uh, being one of the big notable ones. So everywhere else, you're more than comfortable with saying, yeah, the 49ers still have a fantastic football team. Problem is, if, if you're bereft of talent at quarterback, it's really, really hard to win in today's game, even if you have an offensive genius. And that's kind of where they are at this point. Uh, it's funny, uh, you mentioned the Raiders. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, 15 of 18 for 141 yards. That is a quarterback controversy I am foaming at the mouth for because this idea that, okay, maybe the Raiders are the worst team in the NFL, or at least they have a really bad schedule in the AFC, or they could finish with a worse record. Uh, still, though, to have a, a quarterback controversy out there, I am super excited about that one. But then again, maybe that makes me a sicko. <laughs> now, that one I'm not going to overreact to. <laughs> uh, I need, I'm going to need to see more before I think there's a quarterback controversy there. Either, but enough. you know what? You bring up a good point. Like, the Raiders find ways to uh, – have drama and controversy. I feel like even when they're not trying to, it just always happens. Right. So nothing would surprise me when it comes to the Raiders. Um, that'll be interesting to watch as well. Paul, I know you've also been watching the preseason uh, a good bit, watching the film, breaking it all down. And uh, I believe you also have some per- potential overreactions that you want to share. I was looking at the tape, uh, but actually, I just also wanted to mention the uh, the bet for the nation guys on the BetQL network, which you can find on Sundays from four to eight Eastern. We're debating the Niners to start five and zero or not, and it's safe to say we are not considering that. But no. there's a lot of yeah. love out there for the Niners. But we'll talk more about the Niners and off the board uh, in the next. Yeah. That's a hell no. We don't have to do let's go or hell no. It's a hell no. Mm -hmm. But other overreactions. So a guy we've talked about for offensive rookie of the year, Quentin Johnston with the Chargers. He had a couple of drops, also had a touchdown. Would you be more concerned about the drops than positive about the touchdown? I guess that would be the overreaction. A couple of drops in that game. Who who was throwing him the ball there? He had a lot of drops in college and going back to before the draft that was circulating about him. If the dude doesn't have good hands, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he should have been a cornerback. If he can't, it was Easton stick who apparently is a human that plays quarterback for the chargers. Easton. There you go. Yeah. So if Easton stick is the quarterback, then be very, very concerned about uh, Quentin Johnston's rookie of the year chances. I would say, look, it's not Justin Herbert. It's not the same setting. There's a lot that has to get worked out. We've, We've seen other fantastic receivers suffer, you know, the drops, uh, 
you know, in the preseason. I think Jamar Chase is probably a notable one. But I, I look at this and say, all right, if it's just a couple of drops, let's not use a super small sample size and blow that out of proportion. He can still very well win Offensive Rookie of the Year and still do some great things for the Chargers. Okay. Another one to look at, uh, also in the AFC West. So the Chiefs' pass rush defense, could they be in trouble without Chris Jones still holding out and Charles Omenahu, uh, who was suspended for six games? The first-team defense, small sample size, but just didn't get that much heat on the Saints' quarterbacks in two possessions, just two pressures in nine snaps, uh, no sacks. So is the Chiefs? could the Chiefs' pass rush defense be an issue if this Chris Jones thing lingers into the season, obviously already without a Menahu for six games. I'll go first. I'm not going to overreact to this. Yeah. It's the Chiefs. I feel like Andy Reid and them will figure it out. I think they have a strong locker room too. And it's six games. I know that could really hurt some teams, but I don't think it'll be detrimental to the Chiefs this season. They may get off to a shaky start, but I was kind of anticipating the Chiefs to, to get off to a shaky start. Again, it's that idea where if you're elite, you don't need to take the first few games of the regular season as seriously because you know at the very end you'll still be there. And this may be an example of this where you still have some continuity concerns that, that just may exist. This is also an offensive line for the Saints that is rebuilding and will have a good bit of questions coming into the regular season. So as far as the matchup is concerned, I would be concerned. Uh, but I, I look at this and go, I, I will not fade the Chiefs in general because of this, but I do feel like that the defense and especially the pass rush may get off to a bit of a shaky start, but that's fine. Which, again, also, like, this is what Spags does. He By November, he turns everything around and gets them. You know, he mm -hmm. does this all the time as defensive coordinator. Exactly. Uh, it's a puzzle. All right. One more for you. Uh, the Bears won the DJ Moore trade. Uh, he broke one to the house off a little screen pass. Had a great debut. Bears Nation going crazy. His number for the season, over 800 and a half yards. Thoughts on DJ Moore. And or Justin Fields, MVP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I mean, until I see otherwise, I'm riding the hype train. Justin Fields says he's going to throw for, what, over 4,000 yards or whatever. Let's go. <laughs> I'm I, you have fun no, with that. No, <laughs> absolutely not on Justin Fields' MVP. No, I, I will not do that. But I will say this. If Chase Claypool is, quote-unquote, washed or not the right fit or whatever – I will say that now that the Bears have a reliable receiver in DJ Moore, now we can truly evaluate what Justin Fields is all about. So in that respect, I go, I think DJ Moore, I don't know if the Bears won the trade, but I do like what he's capable of. So I think in that respect, uh, let's it, go Bears. It's like on a smaller scale of Lamar and the Ravens. You right. know, now he's got a new OC, some weapons. Smaller yeah, scale, yeah. but very. This is Beck UL Daily presented by BetMGM. We go off the board next.